0: Welcome to another edition of Daryl Davis, Black and Green. You know, I want to touch on uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, I haven't really been following the the corporate news much lately, so I don't know if it's been in the news more recently or just a coincidence. But a couple of people asked me, you know, what I thought about Black Lives Matter. And this is an important concept you know to begin with um you know we have to understand everything in the context of of the times we live in and power relationships and so the media that we think of as media is is no longer media there was a time when the media mostly newspapers then television behind that but now you have you know the internet online Streaming and online magazines and newspapers and what have you, and they actually are for the most part um more independent than the media that uh most of us turn to every day for our so called news. you know the corporate control media is just is just that it's corporate controlled there was a time when the media uncovered government corruption outside of Donald Trump, you don't see much of that anymore. Uh, there was a time when the media uncovered illegal chemical dumping by corporations, which is going on still massively around the world, poisoning soil, poison so that crops can't grow, poisoning water, so that uh, children around the world are uh, having lead poisoning and dying very young from leukemia and and it and and the corporate media does no no longer reports on that the main reason being that the corporate media is now all owned by the corporate corporations uh the media is now concentrated in the hands of a few which just not that long ago was illegal it was illegal for uh one or one en- entity to control more than a certain amount of media in a in a, uh, in a given uh, area or genre, that's gone. So the media is uh, consolidated. It's controlled by corporate America, which is which main characteristics is greed and ruthlessness, not patriotism, not we love our country, not what's best for our country, but what's best for their bottom line and that And that's ruthless and dangerous because corporate control of the media and of the the political systems since so called dark money, you know money that's not really tracked, accounted for, or has any limits, has been legalized by the Supreme Court. You have all kinds of bribery going on, and the corporations have more influence with your president and Congress than the people who vote for them. And so everything that we analyze today in America has to be analyzed in, in that context. And so here we are with Black Lives Matter. I have a problem with Black Lives Matter. Any of you who follow me on Facebook, you may have seen comments from time to time that the organization that, that I head, the Committee for Justice, has been called Black Lives Matter before there was Black Lives Matter. And, and that's extremely accurate. You know, we were taking on the issue of police abuse and police brutality before there was social media, before there was uh, Facebook. Uh, we were doing it in obscurity, northern Westchester, which is basically in the woods, the, uh, north of New York City, uh, ABC, NBC. They rarely come up there. And so we were we were being brutalized by police in retaliation for marching against police abuse and brutality. You know, we were we were harassed, uh jailed for j- jaywalking or spitting on the sidewalk like the most frivolous things you can imagine. And so Black Lives Matter today um as this 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 uh movement got corporate Attention, keep in mind that there was no, there really was no Black Lives Matter worldwide. Uh, The corporate media did something very clever, but also very dangerous. These movements that you saw of people uh, protesting and taking to the streets, first in America, but then around the world and all all languages and cultures, uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And But understand that these were already grassroots organizations like the Committee for Justice that are out there organizing every single day. They're out there every day right now, ignored by corporate media, fighting for fair housing, fighting for a fair share of jobs, fighting against police brutality, marching, picketing, holding forums. They were there then at the height of the Black Lives Matter Fuhrer. And they're there now, being ignored again by corporate America, corporate press, because they're raising issues that cut into corporate America's bottom line and empowers people, and so they ignore them. So when Black Lives Matter was at its height, and they were showing all these protests, and they labeled it Black Lives Matter. See, because America has a bad tendency to need a black leader, a tendency to to need uh, an organization for black people. One big happy tribe under this one umbrella. And Black Lives Matter was never that. Organizations that had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter were just one broad stroke, uh, Black Lives Matter. So the 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 naming of this whole movement, Black Lives Matter, was by design. Because then you can move in and scandalize the leadership. Isn't that what happened? Now, keep in mind, Black Lives Matter was never an organization. Some women, I think three women, got together and uh, incorporated it, turned it into an organization, and raised millions of dollars. Now what they did with that, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I will I will say, you know, I don't know what they did with it because on the one hand, I don't trust corporate America, and on the other hand, I don't know these women, and I don't have to know them personally, but you know, when you grow up in the movement, you don't necessarily meet the people on the front line. But, you know, every once in a while you hear a name. Yo, so-and-so is doing great work in Chicago. Or so-and-so is doing great work in L.A. And You know, I never heard of it. I never heard of them. That's not a bad thing necessarily. Because I always say it doesn't matter when you get to the party as long as you get there. But there is this tendency, an awareness by opportunists in our communities that if you... Fill a certain leadership structure, you will become rich and famous. That's the hustle. And that's what that's what it looks like to me that happened with these women. But it's irrelevant in the largest sense because Black Lives Matter is a movement, not as not as not an organization. And so when these women were attacked for buying mansions and all of that, I don't know what happened there. And I don't really care. Doesn't slow down the movement. But that was the goal of corporate media, uh, the political establishment who are threatened also by the grassroots because the grassroots call them out. The only ones who got nice paying jobs are these politicians and they get called out for it. And so Black Lives Matter is a slogan. It's a sentiment. These women turned it into a movement, into an organization where they got well-paid and then were scandalized. And the enemy miscast Black Lives Matter, again, one broad stroke, oh, Black Lives Matter hates police, and It was never that. It's not that. Even those of us who are on the front line, have been on the front line of police abuse and brutality, the Black Panthers said it, you know, we don't hate cops. We hate behavior of some cops, and there's a difference. But they can't defend that argument and so the problem with black lives matter is a couple of things one it's a slogan it's a sentiment two it was it was put into a structure that could be easily scandalized and that's what happened and so i support the sentiment the movement of black lives matter which is still here which is still active but since they scandalized the the organization which is separate from the movement, it's kind of died down. People still say it. You still see the signs, but you know, they're not covering the people who are still in the streets, who are still marching every day. People who get killed by police don't make the news every day. The, the corporate media is very, very selective in what they allow to become national news. Usually, very often, it's a gray area case. In other words, it's an area where, yeah, sometimes a police officer does have to make a split decision and makes a bad mistake. But the media will take one of those cases and blow it up so people say, "Oh, these black people are always complaining, that officer had no choice, blah, blah blah." But they ignore, by and large, out-and-out murders by some cops, out-and-out executions by some cops. You can't defend that behavior. You can't say it was a split-second decision. Police officers have you in custody and and they beat your eyeballs out. You can't defend that. But they don't cover those cases by and large. But that's what takes us to the streets. The gray area, even when we think the cop was wrong or overreacting, we let those go. But the way over the line cases. We're going to say something. Those are the ones that the media, by and large, ignores. So I say all of that to say that Black Lives Matter fits the pattern that America uses to keep black people down. You remember when when uh, Occupy Wall Street first came on the scene? I was I was interviewing some of the people who were out there on my radio show at that time. And one of the things that I noticed almost right away is that the politicians and the corporate media were pissed off. That there was no leader. And I knew why that was. They, like they were really upset about that. Rar, rar, who's in charge here? They were really upset about that because they need a leader to buy off, to bribe, or to scandalize. That's what they do. So with Black Lives Matter, some, some women stepped forward and bought some big houses and took in millions of dollars and... um uh, the organization was scandalized, and and I have a problem with that, with that kind of structure. Um, but Black Lives Matter sentiment continues to move forward. It, it may be called Black Lives Matter. It may be identified more with police brutality, but Black Lives Matter is a is a term that was given to a broad term given to almost all grassroots organizations at a certain point in time to make it look like we're not out here every day fighting for funding for public housing and and Section 8 and, and raising the minimum wage and keeping rents fair and down and uh, uh, justice against police abuse. And we're out here every single day. <clears throat> I never joined Black Lives Matter. I'm not a member now. Um, I have organized uh, i I did organize the first Black Lives Matter rally in wealthy Westchester county in front of Senator Chuck Schumer's office that made national news and but but you know i when I saw the paper, it left out a very important component of why we were there. See, we weren't there just to uh raise the issue of police brutality, although it's important. I wanted Senator Schumer. Then and now, and we're talking 2013, I think, uh, not sure, but, um, we're, we're, we're looking at, uh, the FBI report that said police and law enforcement across the country are being infiltrated in masses by skinheads by Ku Klux Klan, and and nothing is being done to stop that. And that and, and so, if the FBI is concerned about this, shouldn't our lawmakers be concerned? And more importantly, shouldn't black citizens be concerned? So now you have known Klansmen. Well, I mean, we've always had it. We've always had it, but to this to the degree that even the FBI. Is alarmed for their own reasons, which is which is a whole nother show. But they're alarmed by it, and so I was asking Senator Schumer to convene congressional hearings to address the problem of hate crimes, uh, of, of hate groups, of criminal organizations infiltrating police departments. Media completely ignored that component. So Black Lives Matter, the sentiment, the movement continues, no matter what the corporate media calls it, it's important to be an activist, to be out there, to be grassroots. And so with that, you know, I just needed to get that out there. A couple of people asked me, what did I think about Black Lives Matter? I also want to remind people that, you know, this is a movement show. We're going to be dealing with, uh, you know, once we get our, our membership, our subscribers up to a certain level, uh, we're going to start making phone calls to Verizon and 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 deal with them robbing us, fleecing us, blind. We're gonna we're gonna deal with the banks. We're gonna take on all of these people issues that um, our politicians are ignoring, and and in fact have empowered uh, corporate America to just fleece us. So I want to remind people: uh, one way you can help support me in this program is to subscribe. It's only nine ninety nine a month. Um, it's important. That we give back to those like like Daryl Davis who are on the front lines, who occasionally a a powerful entity comes for me, and it would be nice if uh, the people that I make sure are all right, make sure that me and people like me across the country are all right. All right, that's it. We're gonna wrap this up. I want to thank everybody again. Thanks. Hey, thank everybody for sharing. I see you. I see you sharing the link to the show. I see your comments about the program. is much appreciated. And uh, that's it for today.